This is Season 3 of Views of the Bridge, a podcast about your Philadelphia Union. We're part of the Beautiful Game Network. You can find all things BGN at BGN.FM. Let's get right to it. Looks like he's lining up for a shot. Jacob Glesnes is going for it. Is. Oh, my oh. God! Gaddis. Ray with options. Will cross us in. And it's back home by Casper Shabenga. What a slide tackle by Jack Elliott. Back to that shutout for Andre Blake. Fontana will give it a strike. Anthony Fontana has the go-ahead goal. One of the best teams across the league. But my word, Jim Curtin has pushed all the right buttons in 2020. And nobody will be able to take away the trophy from Jim Curtin and the Philadelphia Union. This is a five for five city. Put some respect on our name. Let's go, dude. Good things happen in Philadelphia. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Views from the Bridge. Uh, kind of like me at parties. It's your favorite union podcast until I leave and then everyone gets to talk about me. And really tell everyone else how they feel. Anyway, mathematically proven to be most of the time your host, Evan Blola, here. No, no, no. no, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Joined by two of my compadres, which is what I call them frequently on a weekly basis. First of all, it's the guy that's not going to give me a five-minute diatribe about what I just said. Justin Ashcraft's here. Hey, what's up? I'm great. I am not regretting having to introduce our next uh, co-host because he's going to have a lot of questions. And I'm going to have not an adequate amount of answer, answers. Answers. It's uh, that's how they say answers. it in Barcelona. It's Paul Catrino Jr., not senior, unfortunately. Wow, that was just a lot you tried yep. to fit in there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to pass and just be like, "I'm good, man. I'm doing." The all Chuck right. Booth, if you will. Oh, speaking of being good and not mm. passing, Chuck is stuck in Dallas Fort Worth. And so, if anyone that's hearing this uh, at some point would like to send their thoughts and prayers to Chuck Booth and Chuck Booth's uh, bag that he cannot find apparently let us know yeah it's it's quite yeah. unfortunate yeah if you know where chuck's bags are yep hit him up at chuck booth sport <laughs> if you work for american and you can tell that we're asking about chuck booth's bags right now please at him chuck booth sport on twitter um yeah no but uh i mean we'll just hope by the time we'll be hope by the time this is posted that he'll be home Hopefully. Or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, where where do we start? Well. Where do we end? <laughs> What's the meaning of all this? If we want to look at it from that perspective. Let's not. It's going to be The union. Okay. No, 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 no. Hold all on. Right, no, you've okay, op- you've right. opened the can. Yep. No, now I you know. Smell I know. In there. Okay. Right, I got to sit through this. Go Last on. year, the Philadelphia Union. Finished in first place in the East. Okay? This yeah. year they finished second place in the East. It's true. it's true. So this was overall just a worse year. <laughs> no, we can't do that. They're in the playoffs. They're in a good yeah. spot. They're looking good for the playoffs. That? This is mm-hmm. I mean, this is an ideal road as the second yeah. seed. Looking cool for the summer. It's looking cool. Yeah. You get to beat... I love how everybody... Um, I know we talk all the time about, you know, the union social media being yeah. not, you know, top... Two, three in the league. Pretty good. Um, but I love how everybody just copied us. You know, the the day that we make the playoffs or the day that the season ended, you know, we put that tweet out about how everybody predicted us to be somewhere between six and nine yep. in the East, yep. and 
But no, we finished second, made the playoffs. But then every other team who made the playoffs had to go pull up their predictions and put that same tweet up, you know, because people in the everybody union, wants to be Philadelphia. Absolutely, like behind the scenes, everyone is very much jealous of what Philadelphia does. They are quite innovative in their front yeah. office departments. And listen, no one likes us. No one likes and, us. And we don't care. Everybody everyone wanted wants to, to be us when we put our discovery list on a whiteboard and didn't cover it. Um, mm-hmm. yep. And since then, you know, the envy of MLS. Those pipes don't leak in there. No, no, they don't. Nope. No. Paul, have you ever used that hot tub? Uh, the one you're talking about, no, but I'm trying. Like actively? No. Okay. <laughs> Good talk. Hey, it's uh, a desire, just not a not a goal. Not, not it's on the list. Like, it's on the list if I'm there, but like I'm not going to go actively. Seek it's actually it. a lot of people don't know this. The training facility is actually just a Planet Fitness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you can just go in there if you have a membership. Costs a lot, but, nice. you know, it's a little more expensive. Nine, yeah, nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, yeah. It's a judgment free zone unless you do something stupid, and then Andre Blake gets to tell you all about it. <laughs> it's definitely him. He is the gym yeah. bully. I don't yeah. I don't want him yelling at me. Well, he's the he's the goalkeeper, so he's also the gatekeeper. Yes. Yeah. It's good to be back, y'all. <laughs> We're in the playoffs. We've, We're in the playoffs. We played a couple games of soccer. We did. We it have done. A, it was a stressful road to get here. We th- it could yep. have been a lot different. In, could have been a little games. different. Yep. A lot different. Fairly different. Let's talk about it. Uh, it was. It was not great. The Philadelphia. My evergreen opinion that the Philadelphia Union have never gone up a man and looked better in <laughs> a match has held because they went up a man because Tati Castellanos is a shit heel. And uh, uh, draw 1-1 in the final game of the season against New York City. Uh, Gideon Zalalem with the worst tackle I've seen in a while on Leon Flock. Other than the yeah. the whiff that Castellanos had. Sure. And maybe should have even got a red card for it. Though he completely missed Martinez. Yes. But he did go in. Studs up with two feet off the ground, sliding in. You know, it's the thought that counts. It is. And he was thinking, I'm going to kill this guy. Yeah, so famously like, one of that the, should one of count the for something. Red card infractions is the thought. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Red card intention. Yeah. But uh, it should have been. Nashville draw Red Bull on the same day, so we get second place. Gorgeous. Yeah. Love that for us. And now we play Red Bull. Red Bull. And that went okay the last time in the playoffs. Yeah, just a, a really boring game last time. Uh, yeah, right? nothing to that one. Really. Yeah, really seven goal thriller will it's... do nothing for my health this time no, around. No, please no. Listen, at least it's not at 1230. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, oh whoever works I mean, at the MLS app, whoever used to work for the MLS app that put those times up. Just know that <laughs> there were repercussions of that. Having a coach call out your app 
for being wrong 90% of the time and being yeah, like, amazing. Well, wait, are we right this time at least? And them going, no, yeah. <laughs> it's just really bad. Yeah, amazing. Really good. Really good. Honestly, I would have asked Jim why he still had it installed if he knew it's always wrong. Is that like a part of his contract? You know, like you have to have the MLS app installed if you are in fact a member of or employed by. It's got to be a company check, phone. They check your device. Thing. Yeah, they definitely have to like at least have it. Oh, active. it's just like pre-installed in your work phone, like that U two album. Yeah, okay. you can archive. Yeah, yeah. You can archive it like iPhone stuff. Yeah, yeah. But hey, you can't uninstall. Uh, uh, no. A game that went better, Philadelphia 2 Cincinnati nil in the second to last game of the regular season. Um, man, Cincinnati are... I, I mean, that's why Chris Albright's there. Yeah, but like, who do you even... Like, you start you with everyone, and then you I, go from there. I guess. When it's I mean, that bad, that was... you, you, you do that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I was saying a couple of weeks ago of like, you can't, Chris Albright is not going to be the magical savior to <laughs> yeah, FC Cincinnati. He's not going to walk in there and like playoff contender next week. Not at all. It's it, you. There's a lot happening. There's a, there's a project there that yep. has to be project, you know, yep. <laughs> and like you gotta, you gotta work on that project for a while. You gotta replace a player here, a player there. It may be 10 years from now, like the Union. Um, you might actually be good. I'm going to give Cincinnati like five. I'm going to give them like six years. I'm really – I think they could pull out a really good run in six years. Mm. But well, they have, nothing they, they have can do in the immediate who... future is going to like really truly propel them. That's going to take some time. Sure. They have an owner that likes to make splashes. What Chris Albright will do is make them smart splashes. Yes. And not they need to be calculated splashes. I mean, in theory, they could work perfect together Lock-a-dia. because Chris isn't used to dealing with so much money. And it's like, dude, stop right. trying to thro- right. throw a boulder in a lake and catch, like, this magical fish. Get some good fish from these ponds, my guy. Take this big rock, throw it over here. That's yeah. a splash. That's a good splash. Okay. I, I don't know if he's going to use the same analogy. He should. What the hell is he doing over there? If he's not getting paid to use nice analogies to explain to these non-soccer heads how to make good soccer signing. It's Cincinnati is like all these all these people from not America came in and talked to this American guy and tried to use a bunch of weird like half English analogies and he just didn't get it Mm -hmm. and now they're stuck. Okay, I like you need to treat business like the wooden thimble of the fjord, and that's just what they have to roll with. Yeah. One thing that's been apparent over the last two games, yep. not to change the subject or anything. Oh, I mean, please, please do. You don't want to talk about fjords <laughs> anymore? You're not on fjord tough? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's not built fjord tough? Um, views views from the fjord. We don't oh. talk um, any fjord. <laughs> um, I think one thing that still has been apparent is the kids are pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they weren't against, against, they weren't Brazil. against Brazil last night. <laughs> yes. Not against Brazil. <laughs> But there's a lot of systemic issues as to why <clears throat> Brazilian soccer is better at under 20 than the U.S. is at under 20s. But on an MLS field, yep. these kids are pretty good. Doing all right. Yeah, yeah, man. Don't have to worry it there. It seems like Jim, Jim might have forgotten that Quinn Sullivan exists. Uh, 
He looks too much like Anthony. He looks like Anthony Fontana too much, so he's not picking him for. He's like, I can't put that guy in the field. Wait, he's the like, Fontanas are brothers told, too. I thought I already told Anthony he can't play. Who's this did other sell, Anthony? Did we sell Tony to Fontana too? No. Oh. Weird. There's another one. Um, uh, is, is his name Paxton? I don't. I don't know anymore. Um. <laughs> Jim Jim Curtin haplessly forgetting his homegrowns because he has too many of them. Um, yeah, no, I I, I brought it up on the uh, on the first Union podcast cipher last night uh, with uh, nine other people who either pretend to know more than I do or actually know more than I do, depending on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> emphatic yes from Paul, love that. And uh, uh, they've all been really really good when they've been called on. <clears throat> And actually, what I didn't get a chance to say on the on the cipher, um, Jim could break up some of his predictability by using them more. I think I've said that here before. Um, but I think yes. the biggest problem that the union have when they get into playoff situations or just kind of like down the stretch in the regular season is that it's too predictable. Um, like I think we could message chuck what jim's subs are gonna be right now and he'd probably get them right for the red bull game um yeah and and you know people are creatures of habit i'm sure it's nice to have guys that are that reliable that you can sub them in and they make an impact you know sergio santos for 30 minutes on on either side and um you know but like use nate harrow more or, or use quinn more or use jack or jack more and and it's not happening and and you need to give these teams more homework to do than just setting up against how you played against them in march or april or may or Mm. whatever it is and that's the only kind of like okay yeah like red bull's not as good as they have been like this is this is definitely not the best red bull team that the union have played uh, ever and I, I don't think it'll be the best Red Bull team that the Union have played in the playoffs. Um, nope. But like, there's always a chance that they can beat you. <laughs> I mean, just any, the nature of things. Any team can line up well against Philadelphia if they're able to watch X amount of game footage, but that footage is also very minimal because they don't do much yes. differently. Just like you said, it's like if they were able yeah. to come at you with those with those other pieces that they have on their bench. You're right. It does absolutely just, you know, you don't know what they're going to do each week. And that yeah. is not as easy to adapt to as people think it is. It's just like, oh, it's mm-hmm. just a guy in a position. It's like, no, all these guys bring something different, man. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that there's an element of that that is hindered by only having one healthy striker. Yeah. Or one striker who's around, you know. Yeah. Like, one striker is so willing like, to pretend to at least show up. Well, yeah. I think like that's the thing is like when you like in the New York game, you know, you you take you take Shabilko off the field and you put Burke on the field, and that doesn't really change anything for anybody. Nope. Uh, it might actually make it a little bit easier for the center backs to defend mm. the goal. Um, so I think like when you have Santos and Quinn. You know, like you and, and Paxton, even, and you have some of these guys making a little bit different runs. Um, yeah. 
it, it changes the way you have to play as a defender. Yeah. And so I think like when you, but when you only have that one striker, so when you have to set up in this four, two, three, one or whatever it is that they're playing yeah. with one striker on the field, I think it does. Um, yeah. It's just interesting how that changes the play. Now that I do like it in a sense that when you play that four, two, three, one, it gives you a chance to get, Montero, Gazdog, and Pax, Quinn, Jack, whoever you choose, on the field at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, versus if you're playing, you know, your diamond shape, you really don't, you can't get all three of them on the field. Um, so I do like it. Uh, yeah, I do wish. Yeah, I think the ver- the variability of it to. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, let me, you know. Let me throw Font on this game, or let me throw Pax on this game. Are right, cool. We'll start with Quinn, and then throw Pax at you late in the game, and then Pax is dribbling right at you mm-hmm. when you've been dribbled at all game. Um, yeah, I think it's just different. I think it changes the way people play. But um, yeah, I think it's hard when you do only have one healthy striker. <laughs> is there's really no other way to set the team up then if you only have one? Yeah, it's not. And you're looking at you're looking at Casper and going, "Hey, you're going 90 tonight." If you hadn't figured that out yet, right. yeah, it's like it's it's different with a back line. Like back line, you can kind of put anyone back there. That doesn't change how you have to line up and how you have to play. You know, mm-hmm. it, strikers are easily the most important parts of these teams and how they're building up. And it's it's a shame that Casper really is the only viable option right now. And I do have yes. to give him credit. He, he did reach his arbitrary amount of goals that I did set for him. Cause I'm including champions league goals and not just yep. MLS goals. Yep. Unlike some idiots who like to say that that doesn't count. I would say they count more. <laughs> I would say champions league goals count a little bit more. Yeah. And in, in all comps so, is usually the bar for myself as well. If that makes you feel any better. Um, yeah. So good on him, <laughs> but you need more there. Because yeah, it's speak- not just from a it's a Casper problem thing; it's a whole team problem thing. Hey, um, speaking of it being a whole team problem thing, list of MLS free agents, team option included or otherwise, came out today. Lot of players, <laughs> lot and it's of players. Apparently, one of the biggest classes, as I struggle to pull it up, that we've seen. In... Hey, while you're pulling that up, yeah. though, I do have to ask one question By about these games that I forgot. Oh, sure. Um, and it's it's specifically for Paul <laughs> Katrina. Of course. Um, how did you feel about almost getting a goal out of your right back? It was great. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm so not used in to Cincinnati. seeing it ever. Uh, that, they counted Came that like, as an own goal, right? They counted it as a Gazdog goal. Oh, a Gazdog, Gazdog goal. goal. He got uh-huh. the deflection, although I think it was headed in regardless. I think it was like one in anyway. I mean, like that was nice, you know. It was nice, <laughs> yeah. and people were like, I, I don't know. There's some twisted up people about it. It's like I said, wow, a, a goal from a right back. That's pretty cool to see, because you know, I don't get to see it a lot in Union Soccer. No, if you can't tell, and people are like, shit, don't <laughs> you say anything? Shame I, I, on you, blah blah blah. Seen, it's like, I'm happy for the guy. I haven't seen a lot of right backs in the league shoot from there. To be, yeah. to be fair. It's like um, it's not like this is some like exclusive problem that you, you union people yes. have. Like, yes. oh, only our right back 
doesn't score goals. Most it's like, of them. No, man, that happens a lot. It's not their gig, really. I do. I mean, Paul is backtracking pretty hard because he he <laughs> did really make a make a whole thing out of Ray Gaddis just never scoring in his career and is now going, well, that's everybody. So, you know, make of that what you will. <laughs> that being said, I'm the good pro. news is I do have the, the MLS PA free listing, uh, free agency listing pulled up awesome. so we can move on. Awesome. Um, now, there's 127 free agents across MLS, which is a 149% increase from two years ago. Um, it's 24 years old and five years of service eligibility standard. That's your, your kind of cap. Mm. Um, 26% of the current MLS player pool meets that threshold. Um, in the final year, the last CBA, only 11% of the MLS player pool met that threshold. So the Players Association bargained for something. They, they got a version of it, I'm sure. And now we're seeing the benefits of it. Yeah. Which will make the offseason a little more interesting. That being said, I, I, I'll talk about the union guys. So the players that have team options, as I find them, thank God it's an alphabetical order by team name too. Thank you, yeah. SPA. I love you. Uh, Bedoya, Bendik, Elliot, and uh, Alvis Powell are all available. Um, I guess I'll imagine start with... half of those guys are coming back at least. Yeah, Justin, do you have... Do you have strong feelings about any of those guys where it's just, you know, so much as you saying, yep, you're back. And there's a, there's a thing in the contract already. And it's just kind of a formality. I mean, I mean, Jack and, and Ollie will be back. And I, I mean, I think like, I would not be surprised if they don't come back just on their option. Yes. I would imagine that. I, Ollie might come back on a year with another year option. And we'll probably just do that until the end of his career or whenever he decides whenever he wants ready. to retire. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Jack, I, I would I would be surprised if you don't sign him for two to three years. Yeah. Well, and, and it's tricky because we don't know what these options are. Um, Jack's could very well be a two year. I, I doubt it. Yeah. Um, Ale, to your point, I think you'd want to restructure a little bit because I'm not sure <clears throat> the money he's probably making should be the money that he's making next year. Um, cause I think uh, everybody in the organization knows that he's not as good as he was when he came in or not as, not as able to give the way that he was when he came in as far as on the field. Um, I think Alvis Powell comes back. Alvis has to come back because that's, I think it's imperative that he comes an easy back. air quotes problem to fix. Yeah, I mean, I and think... he's also developed chemistry with Blake and Burke on that squad. Yep, yep, like, yep. It's, it's already there. And yeah. then I think Joe Bendick is very much gone. Um, yeah. Because you have three goalkeepers now without him. And that's plenty, especially with the Open Cup dying. So, um, yeah. Yep. But I, I do think Bedoya is back. I think. Elliot's back, and I think Powell's back. And the nice thing is you can sort of float and see if negotiations are on the table and if everyone's thinking the same thing. And then if they're not, you can just go, well, you're ours anyway. Um, <laughs> which is a little bit cynical and, and a little bit sort of mean. But but that's showbiz, baby. Yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, I think I think, I think think Bedoya and Elliot are definitely back for 
um, next season. The out-of-contract guys that are, as other sports would call it, unrestricted free agents are Ilsenio, who goes by one name in this list, too, which is good. Very nice. And um, uh, Aurelian Collin is also out of contract with no option. I don't think either of these guys come back. I actually think both of them go into some kind of coaching or something role. Yeah, you can Not already necessarily see the... with this club, but uh, you know, I wouldn't mind them around. You can already see the El Senio camps intensing up. Like he's already getting way more involved in his skill camps around the area than yeah. usual. So like, yeah. that's just the easy yeah, option yeah, for yeah, him yeah. at this point. For as much as, as Paul and I have slagged off on, and, and even Justin to a lesser extent, I've like slagged off on him not being the be all end all for what they wanted out of a sub like that the last two years for sure. Yes. I, He's going to do some fun stuff in this area, I think, moving forward. Absolutely. I mean, getting kids he's a involved club in legend. soccer and nutmegging people in Casa games or something stupid. I'm going to get him on serotonin. Don't you, you worry about it. Are not. I am. Okay. Too late. I already said it. <laughs> Guess what? I, I'm manifesting this now. Okay. That's I fair. manifested well, no Gaddis goals for years, even though you know, all listen, of your Paul, prayers and all of your for, cool quotes online. For you tonight's visual, and... on an audio, I'm glad that that is the tarot card behind you. It's the fool. Yeah. I have the fool tarot card behind you. Do. Me. Guess what? You're being. One. I am the fool. Yeah, yeah. But that fool's dancing <laughs> on a mountain, and he's it's right. true. He's about to dance off the mountain. All right, uh, Justin, your Paul. your thoughts on all of this free agency? I mean. There's part of me that really just does not see the necessity of having Elvis Powell around for another year. That's fair. Unless you can't find another right back. But, like, you have Mbizo. Nate Harriel's there. He's looked yeah, okay, he is. You have You have Harriel. And so, I mean, I, I guess it's, it, it's interesting because I hear, like, Mbizo seems to be... Um, polarizing a polarizing figure in some ways i feel like i hear sometimes where people are like ah oh, bizo's not that good i mean yeah he's a little bit fiery he needs to get out of his own head sometimes he's a little bit he doesn't seem to have his mental game totally there mm-hmm. all the time um so i do think that that's an area of improvement for him yep but then i also hear when i hear somebody like danny higginbottom be like you see bizo's improvement the mm-hmm. whole season long then I, I, I kind of trust that guy. So, right. yeah. you know, it's just like, I feel like it's interesting because I hear sometimes people talking about Mbizo and be like, yeah, he's not worth it. You know, I'll read tweets at random times. I think like when he does commit one of his stupid yellow card fouls, where mm-hmm. he retaliates against somebody for no reason. Um, and you kind of go, oh, you know, but he, he's never, he's not really, or hasn't really been a red card threat. Like he doesn't, he's not that bad, but he does, commit these stupid retaliatory fouls that are just dumb. I don't... I Powell, I, I mean, I get... I do like his play. He's definitely a veteran who has his game together and kind of knows what he's doing. And I could easily see the union being like, yep, we have you for another year, so come back. Um, but I'm not sure the necessity of that, but I think you can kind of see how the season off-season plays out. You know, like, yep. I think you could pick up his option and then 
see how it goes. I can't imagine he'd be too expensive to be like in training camp. Be like, no, we don't actually need you. But mm. you know, I um, can't imagine you signed him for that much. You got him late. And... Well, and he was so coming off imagine. of a really bad year with uh, Cincy too. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I it agree. will be interesting to see. I think it'll be interesting to see. I think where other moves are made. Mm-hmm. Like I think, like mm-hmm. you know, everybody who's under contract is not necessarily going to be back. Correct. Next season or back in the same way. Um, mm-hmm. And I think like it's it'll be interesting to see where the moves are made. Yeah. Because I do think you have. Like you do have an, I know the, I know the MLS is saying they're not going to put, they're going to put very few games during the international breaks, but like the international breaks are slowly becoming a really big problem for the union. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. and if Leon Flock gets that gold, you know, gold cup or middle of the summer call up next season yeah. or something like that, and then you know you're losing Blake Powell and Burke every freaking international break. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, if we, there's an under 20 camp and you lose in Jack and packs and it's like, well, all your home runs, <laughs> where's yeah. your, where's your team? Yeah. You know, all of a sudden yeah, yeah. you're like really strapped for people. And so I think like where, you know, out pal would be a way to kind of reduce that of like, okay, find a right back. That's decent. That isn't going to get called up <laughs> to, to the their national team. team. And then, cause like even with national teams called right now, you're losing in Bizo and, Powell every international break. Yeah. So it's, it's ten, like it's ten guys, including the U twenty camp. Yeah. Like Yeah. Dude, they're about to play a playoff game and they're yeah. gonna be gone like this whole weekend. Yeah. It's I, I So I don't know what you do about that because I, you're I developing players man. and you're doing you're find, doing the right thing. Find players from nations where those players are good enough, but the national team is so much better than they are that it won't matter. You just get a yeah, whole I mean, that's team what's, of that's Brazilians. That's what you're Wagner, right? You just get right, a bunch right. of Brazilians. It's, yeah, it's it's the Kai Wagner. It's, I guess, the Casper Shabilko. It's it's not even Gosh Dog. But, like, yeah, I'm trying to think you if there's any other examples. You can't lose to half your team. Elliot is another yeah, one. Yeah, Elliot's another one for sure. But, like, Elliot. Um, I guess Yeah, Finley. but if Gless. If Glesnes keeps performing, mm. we might have that problem with Glesnes too. You know, yeah, like, like I don't know. Yeah, he's good enough. I know. His, fuck all about his, Norway's center backs. His transfer value has skyrocketed this oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah. It, um. So, I, what's interesting to me, and and I'm sure this could be a whole other episode in and of itself, but I want to look at the guys that have the F position next to their names. Because I think <laughs> at first blush and throughout the year, that's been the only thing that everyone's been talking about where the union need a forward. Yes. And I'm under the impression, and I think other people subscribe to this, that they kind of need an MLS vet guy who can just get it done when those other players that you pay probably more money go cold. Like the Connor Casey types. Yeah. I'm um, kidding. It's, like, it's a low this, bar. like the CJ Sapong types. Maybe. Yeah. That was a good example this year. Or like the Teal Bunbury types. Uh, where it's some guy who's been doing it forever that can just keep doing it. So, that being said, I don't want to run down the list of everybody. I can if we need it. But is there anyone that, that, that pops out 
on this list of guys that are free agents. And I don't care if it's a team option guy or not, really. I mean, I guess preferably it wouldn't be. But, uh, Justin, is there anyone on the list of free agents that's a forward that you're like, that sounds like a guy that could solve some of these problems? Um, can you skip me for a second? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, actually, here. I've not, list- not looked at this super Here, let me drop that somewhere for you to see it. Um, no, I have it. Oh, okay, cool. I have it. Uh, so, Paul, do you is that putting you on the spot too? Because I can, if need be, I can fill in here. Go ahead, be gone with it. Okay, great. Um, like he didn't really do a whole lot for Houston, but like I, Maxia Rudy's okay. Juan yeah. Agudelo, I think, is the one that I'm like. That's not bad. Um. Teal Bunbury is is out of contract, but I, I don't know. And then the guys that are out that I think are a little more interesting, like Dominic Baji. I, I was just gonna say Baji, yeah. It's like and you got Yordi Reyna too. Like Abu Dinladi, honestly, I think is a, is an interesting one. Um, That's Nashville's guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and why do I feel like Minnesota? They Here. don't. Sebastian Blanco. Oh my god. And then like Adam Adamian's there if we really want to go that way. Um or Tosane Ricketts. There would be a there yeah, I was gonna say Ricketts would be the name that would be interesting to me. I think he's done some interesting things in this league. Oh, absolutely. But he got he's with, gotta have a really good camp though. Does he? Does I mean I feel like you yeah. put two two goals in preseason, you might beat Corey Burke's goal total. No, but I mean like you gotta like you gotta have a good enough like preseason camp so that when you're playing the games, it's like okay, he can score against these teams. Because I I really don't think I don't think he's don't done think... a lot recent years. I mean, but here's the thing: even if these guys yeah. that are um, on an option, I mean, could you do a sign and trade for Burke? Like maybe could you flip Burke somewhere else and pick up one of those guys and just see if like change of scenery helps them, you know, like, yeah, I mean, hell, I mean, hell Seattle's going to have to deal with all their forwards. And then they also have Jordan Morris and Freddie Montero that they have to resign. So, oh man, had, they have some problems <laughs> okay, and, they're also, and they're also losing their boy, Will Bruin. Yeah, I, Ricketts really wouldn't be the guy. What What do you got? What What are you he, looking? Well, at there? so I mean, with Vancouver, his best year was 2019, and that was six. That was sorry. Oh boy, I was looking at a different stat. He had a goal and two assists in about 500 minutes. Mm. Um, 2020 no, it's was Van- it was it's six Vancouver. Sucks. I know, but I but like even it's his. Even well, so even he had ten scoring attempts though. He's only had five attempts in the last two seasons. He's had like he's had twenty attempts with the Whitecaps. That's over three years. He actually didn't put up a shot on target this year at all in one hundred and seventy three minutes. So, oh my god, I I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it either. You need a guy who can at least. Because we don't need another guy that can't put a shot on target in 173 minutes. That's the problem. Yeah, literally. (laughs) (laughs) It is shots on target for me. 
It no, really but is. I mean, and I get it. Like he's making cameo appearances, but like, there's got to be someone on that list that scored like I don't know five goals in the last two years, maybe. Hopefully. I mean, there's two of our own forward or forwards right. that we keep just dishing off of. Like you know, there's a David Akam and there's a Fafa Pico on the list but, too. Not that their teams are not going to keep them, but. I'm just saying, and I think that the part of the problem, and I said I said this on the on the cipher, was that you have these two guys in Sergio Santos and Corey Burke that really the way they play together should work, and it and it, it hasn't. And I don't know if that's because you've now de-emphasized your strikers actually shooting the ball, and you've made it this, which is great. It's working. This whole like let's have all these team goals and let's pass the ball in the net because everyone has to be fucking Pep Guardiola now. And so you've taken some of the venom out of Shabilko and Santos. But if you can figure out a way to play with a knockdown guy like Burke to unload it to Sergio. And then if they want to do the cute little, oh, we're on a two-on-one breakaway here, you score this time. Great. If they can't do that, then you're moving on from one of or both of those guys and finding someone else that can play that cute little, I I don't know, Messi or, or Aguero or, or, or like that, just kind of, I'm okay if I pass the ball 800 times in a match. Bullshit that shouldn't be a thing in MLS. I mean, here's the thing with the Burke-Santos pairing that I think is really hard. Is Both those guys are a little too get- selfish. Well, no, but to get the, I mean, yes, that's true for <laughs> not what you were maybe going both for, of them. But... Not what mm. I was going for. I think the problem is when that pairing shows up on the field mm. is the 85th minute. Yes. Yeah. When you have put Santos on the field in the 70th minute, and then you put Burke on the field in the 85th minute, and you go, you have five minutes to figure this out. Yes. And I think like the the risk that Jim is taking by having that pairing figure it out is you're taking Shabilko off the field. <laughs> and I'm sorry, whatever you think of Shabilko, and when he goes completely cold, he doesn't score. But, like, when he's on, he's on. And so it's like if you take him off yeah. the field, then all of a sudden you're giving up <laughs> his 17-plus goals, and you're and you're going, well, maybe these guys will figure it out. But, th- but then if they don't figure it out, then you're stuck with 17 less goals. So yes. I think the reality is, like, you you're taking a huge risk by taking Shabilko <laughs> off the field. So I think either you commit to the Shabilko type striker mm-hmm. and you find him a backup that we can put on the field when Shabilko's going gone cold. Someone who's a little faster, he can, please. He can yeah. sit for a game or two. And then and then figure out where his feet are again. Mm-hmm. And you go that route and you say, okay, we'll put Montero, Gosdog, and Aronson behind you, and you gotta figure out how to score. And- or you or you go okay we'll go the other direction and we'll find two more guys like Burke and Santos who actually can work together but then I think you have to move on from Shabilko which you're not mm-hmm. going to do that so yeah. it's like yeah. I don't know how you get to that um, place Paul I do want to ask you a Corey Burke related question but I, I do want to say like the most frustrating thing I think I've seen in a while from this team is that Jack McGlynn was able to produce that kind of service for somebody Mm. And that dude couldn't score any of those chances. 
Because Jack McLinn was playing some of the best balls I think I've ever seen from a Philadelphia Union. And I, I, I get it. I'm biased because they're the kids, right? What I like, that's my thing. I, I like it when these kids comes, they, they, they play ball, they ball out, they prove that they can do it at this level. I think that's kind of ingrained to be a part of the bias of being a Philadelphia Union fan because we've been seasoned that that's going to be the big thing coming up is, is, is paying attention to that. But I swear to God, Jack McLinn was playing the best service I've ever seen into a striker, maybe ever for this team. Dodge call probably, but like in a 15 minute period and Casper just couldn't finish his plate. Yeah. It's, and it's it killed infuri- me. It's infuriating. Killed me. That being said, Paul is part of the problem with Corey Burke that whenever he goes to Jamaica, he's a right winger. <laughs> and we don't play that. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, like because he's always... starting, he, he is one of the best options for Jamaica up there, yeah. like as of right now. Yeah. He really genuinely is. But the problem is the way that Jamaica wants to play is not, not the even same. close. No. It's not even close. And it's like, you look, it's like, it, Corey Burke has like a 19% conversion rate when it comes mm-hmm. to goals. Like, that's cool and all, but. If he doesn't have a partner who can help complement his style and get him yes. those chances, it's not going to work. And for whatever reason, I always feel like he plays wider than whoever he comes on for. Yeah. Like, if he comes on for Santos, I'm like, why is Corey playing a wing? Like, what did they do to the formation? It's um, like you almost, you almost see there's a frustration there because they have to kind of just adapt to it. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's just the price you pay when you have someone who's super comfortable playing somewhere that you don't want them to play well and like you want the national team caps. <laughs> like, yeah. like. i mean the problem too is like like and that's it that's the other thing about shabilko for mm. me is he there was a lot of games over the past couple years where he had to go find the game Mm. Yeah. So he'd drop back into midfield, he'd do this whole thing, blah, 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 blah. And like he's doing that again this year, and there is zero reason for him to need to do that this yep. year. Nope. Zero. Yeah. Nope. Zero. I... Montero's got it. Gosdog's got it. Aronson's got it. Jack's got it. Whoever is in midfield, they've got it. They'll get the ball to you. Just go mm-hmm. and put your butt right on the freaking center back and make a run. And he just doesn't do it. He just well, checks two all the time. And there's not a freaking reason for him to be checking two. Not at all. And so I, that's my frustration with him. Yeah. And, like, Burke, I do like that he pressures the center backs a little bit. Like, he mm-hmm. puts a lot of pressures on the center backs. Yeah, he pulls them out wide. But what's good about that is then freaking Paxton Aronson can just push right down the center of the field. And he's playing one and a half center backs, you know, Mm. he's not playing two center backs. And so I think like, it's good, but he, yes, but he still needs Santos on the field. And when Santos can only go 30 minutes and be effective. Yeah. I just don't know what you do with that. Yeah. The the Casper stuff is going to be one of those, like you need someone to either challenge him at his own game and show him that there are more viable options when you can be a complete striker. And he has the ability to be a complete striker. He has shown so many flashes that he can do all the things necessary to be a top five striker in this league if he truly, truly wanted to. But 
like I said, the the inconsistency of it all is a bit more than a cold spell. Sometimes it's it's not. Yeah. I I don't chalk it up to like ah just you know one of those days, huh? Like some of it's like, what are you doing? What what does it look like in practice if this is the end result of like five games in a row mm-hmm. that look like this and it's infuriating? Yeah. It that game fil- that film study for some of these games that Casper has been in, I would be hiding my face. It was that bad in some of them. And that's and that's where I'm wondering if. Is Jim just missing it? Like, is he watching that and going? No, there's no way. There can't. Oh, be. cool. He's you they, know, oh, you just because they set the precedent with that whole Champions good. League story about like, well, and then Jim told me that he knows that I'm better than this, and now it's like, did he did he did he say it again yet, or did he only can you only do that once? <laughs> Are you not gonna get <laughs> you it? Said that I, once? Yeah, I think did. once you, you play know? that like, like real that that episodic play moment disappointed card dad the first season, time you can't you yeah. can't play it again it doesn't hit yeah. as hard yeah. at know. least in sports world in uh, in in real life you get to use disappointed dad card as many times as you of course and that's what yeah. we're talking about these other guys and there's right. there's literally no chance and it also does not help your national team thing yeah but but you know chuck chuck keeps touting that that uh that striker in columbus and like, man, if if Casper would play a little bit more like that striker, well, Casper's got to be a little bit faster than that guy. Well, I mean, but sorry. he's not. Casper's got to be a little bit okay. faster in general. Yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. If he if he is a little faster, if he had the nose, has a little it. bit better yeah. of a first touch, yeah. doesn't touch it ten yards away every time he first touches the ball. Yeah. Um, just deflect it. You're gonna get crosses <laughs> that quick enough. Just see what happens yeah. if you just kind of get a boot on the ball. Yeah. Um, towards the goal. Towards the goal. Towards not, the goal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. like they're passing the ball ninety miles an hour to you, no, man. No, no, like no. they're really not. <laughs> he has the hardest. He like has cement blocks underneath his cleats. Yeah. You know? it's just like it just like bounces off his cleats. Um. But anyway, yeah. I mean, that's the constant. We're getting a little picky here. We are getting a little picky. We are getting a little picky. Uh, I'll, I'll For bring a guy it back. Who over. Had, what uh, eighteen uh, goals on all yeah, competitions? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I'll I bring don't. I don't know if we're getting picky, though. I will say like, about this. This is how you win championships, yes. right? Defense, I mean, obviously yes. defense does something for you. And we have a goalkeeper who shut has the franchise record for saves again, I think. Shutouts um, in the season. Did, yes. He did he, tied did his he own. beat his own, yeah. his own record? Um, I think, like, we have that goalkeeper back there. And we have a center back pairing that we really like. Um, but... Uh, you have to score goals in the playoffs, and and that's that's my fear going into the playoffs is like we have to score goals. I, and no, I w- I certainly wasn't dismissing the Casper talk. Like, well, I could go all night on this. It's just I think at its core, Casper Shabilko can't be the best striker on this team. He shouldn't have to be. I think he'd be better off if he wasn't the best striker on this team. <clears throat> um, so it's funny. Uh, as they are prone to do, MLS does a lot of articles and writing and things. Greg Seltzer has actually been doing most of the work, not to sound like I was surprised that he's doing that. That was weird. A couple of articles they did. Um, he has the union winning 2 nothing over the Red Bulls in his predictions. Um, in part, because speaking of a lack of goals, 
Red Bull have only scored more than once in their last final, uh, their their last eleven matches, which is crazy. They're pressing more. They're looking better. They got into the playoffs, but that's not great against a really good team at home that knows how you play quite intimately. In fact, yes, uh, press press or not. And then uh, the other thing is we've made his list of three teams that really need to win the uh, MLS Cup. And and funnily enough, on the subject of our attack, we have 1.88 goals per game over the last eight, which is much better than the 1.27 we had over the first 26 games. Wow. So for I mean, as our bad attack as has it, looked better, for sure. It's true. For as bad as it feels, or for as bad as the strikers have looked, the team goals are there. Um, all that to say, guys, game coming out this weekend. Do we do we win this? Do we beat Red Bull at home again in the playoffs? Two one extra time. I was just gonna. Ooh. Oh, I was gonna say two one, but it's gonna be like <clears throat> the Union played well, and Red Bulls kind of just got one back on a counter, but then like sure. Union kind of closed it out a bit haphazardly and it's safe for the first 60 minutes and then the last 10 feel stressful and then you're okay. Um, I, 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 th- I think it's going to be a- available. Give it a listen. Cause it, it is really cool to have that many different voices on, on one um, show. I did say on the union cipher in part to Adam Booth that I'd rather not see him have a heart attack. For a bad reason, at Subaru Park during a playoff game. Yes, and I think the easiest way to prevent anyone from having a coronary uh, event, as it were, is for the union to have a very comprehensive. I'm not going to say easy, but just a just a a relatively in control, like two nothing win over Red Bull. That cool 65% possession. Just a nice... I I don't even care how much of the ball you have as long as you don't let the other team do a whole lot with it and you... Here we go. Finish your chances. Um, (laughs) Now you're asking too much. I I know I am. (laughs) I know I am. What we're probably going to get is closer to what Paul's thinking where it's 2-0, Red Bull get one back in like the 75th and there's a scramble for the last 15. Leon Flock goal is coming. (laughs) He's going to be the weirdo. Maybe Baizo actually gets his now this time. Yeah, let's go. We need a real right back goal now. Uh, let's do it, baby. So we all <laughs> we all clearly think the Union are going to win. How how far do we think we go? Oh, geez, we're going to meet New England, and that's going to suck. Sure. <laughs> uh, Is it I mean, better? You know, any given Sunday, right? But, that's a movie. Yep. Uh huh. No, I just wanted to ask if you'd seen it. What did you think? Uh, of I have. It? Yeah, it's, it's all right. Okay, um, but, you know, they could beat New England. They're probably not going to beat New England, but if they make it to an Eastern Conference final, that's pretty good. You make it to yeah, an Eastern right. Conference final and a CONCACAF Champions League semifinal so, in the same year, you're thriving. You're already better be than, nine, like, 90% of the teams in MLS. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great when Nashville gets beat this weekend or that weekend and we don't have to place them on the second round. So Would that be Orlando um, they're playing? Uh, I, think so. I believe it would be. Yeah, because it's New York City versus Atlanta. The winner gets New England, correct? Yeah, and that's yes. Nashville, Orlando. 
gorgeous. God, this path is very nice. It's very kind. nice. Yeah, and even if we do get Nashville, well, even if we get there, it is. Even if we get, um, I, I mean, anyone we get that's not New England is is home. So, mm-hmm. you know, Nashville, Orlando is going to be a tight one. I know Orlando had a really goofy incident happen against, I think it was Nashville, um, a couple weeks ago. Somebody. They always uh, have crazy games between. It's very them. true. It's very true. And then, yeah, New York City is a lot less threatening. I think even Atlanta is, is a fair bit less threatening um, because Atlanta will be playing in the elements mm-hmm. in Chester. New York City is a lot less threatening on a real regulation sized pitch. Yes. And then I think New England in the conference final is a bit of a toss up. And then, admittedly, there's not anybody besides Seattle in the West that I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't find myself very much afraid of the Western teams, especially since that whole table has fluctuated so much all season long. And I just can't be convinced that Colorado is the best team out of those eight teams that I'm looking at right now. Seven, sorry. Nah. Th- I there think ain't, it's Seattle. There ain't no way. <laughs> I, think, I think the Union... I won't say need because it's not like every fan in the freaking River is going to get up and leave if they don't get to the conference semifinal. <laughs> or show up in general. Every, everyone's going to threaten it. Everyone's going to be like, oh, this team can't even get to the conference semifinals. I'm not renewing my tickets. And then a week later, they'll be like, uh, can I renew my tickets? Yeah, yeah, like, no, too so late. I already ate them up. Cheap right. tickets, baby. <laughs> Keep making it cheaper for all of us. <laughs> yeah. So I then think a family like that, of four comes in buys your season. <laughs> that is going to be the reality, but I think like they they should get to the conference semifinal this time, and I think like they can't. I mean, they need they need to get to that game. Yes. Whatever. If it's New England and they lose, but there could be some poetic justice out there that in some way, shape, or form, all of a sudden we beat New England, beat the unbeatable to make the final. I think I think winning your home games in the playoffs would be great. Yeah, I think a semifinal semifinal year is really admirable and is is honestly kind of special because that doesn't happen very often. I don't think I obviously wasn't prepared to make that point tonight, so I don't have those stats in front of me. Um, I mean, we've I, never we've never had back to back home playoff games before. In well, I, I know that we haven't, but I just meant I don't think there's been because there hasn't been a whole lot of MLS teams that have made the semifinals of the of the Concacaf Champions League period. Um, oh, surely. Yeah. And, and then, then I don't think also, that those teams go on to do. I think I remember all but one of them missed the playoffs. Exceedingly all, well in in the um, the MLS playoffs. Do you? I think that all but, all but one of them missed the playoffs. Like every other yeah. MLS teams that made the semifinals of the CONCACAF Champions League did not make the playoffs. I think there was one team that made the playoffs. The so that's year. already. It might have been Montreal that year they made the final. Um Union are really good at hang- handling hangovers, like the <laughs> Cap Champions League. Pedialyte sponsor oh, yeah, next year. Dude. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll get out of here. Um, I guess we'll need Chuck to to give us his his uh, predictions at some point when he figures out how to get back from uh, uh, Dallas to uh, Baltimore. Again, if you are in the area and you find Chuck's bags, please send him a message. Yeah, let him know. Chuck Booth Sport. 
by the time you hear any of this, it'll be obsolete, probably. No, they'll be gone. Not his bag. His bags will be in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure that's where his bag went. Maybe they'll give him a free flight there to pick up. He might get a free bag. It's empty, but it's free. Um, I'm lighting a candle for him. Good for you. Good for you. Hey, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. We'll try to play on some fun interim off-season stuff, too, while we're thinking about it. Now that uh, actually the three of us on this podcast live within moderately close proximity to each other. We're getting closer. Just throwing we're, out there. I'm yeah. telling you, we're going to do a podcast from a bridge one day, and it's going to be Can we not do it from the bridge itself? And... Can we do it from underneath the bridge? Do, do it from the one at your jersey reveal. That looked pretty quiet. <laughs> it was. I had a great time. It was just... <laughs> it was hey, just anyway. Uh, uh, we'll beat Red Bull, and then we'll talk to you guys at some point later. Take care. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening to Season 3 of Use in the Bridge. You can find us all over the internet, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at VFTBpod. Thanks to our sponsors, Roughneck Scars, official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We are also sponsored by Robbie over at Icarus FC. Icarus will make a custom kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Get started at icarusfc.com. Do you enjoy the show and want to support us? There are two ways. You can head to Design Tree at dsgntree.com slash vftv for our latest merch, or you can just buy us a coffee or beer at Ko-Fi, ko-fi.com slash vftvpod. Thanks for your listening and your support. Views from the Bridge is a podcast of the Beautiful Game Network at bgn.fm. Head over there to find all kinds of soccer writing, podcasts, and other content. For Evan Villela, Chuck Booth, and Paul Catrino, I'm Justin Ashcraft, signing off.